0: Come on in guys!
1: Are back, Matt and Jared for Talking Llama. We've got Survivor 44 Episode 6. Jared, the merge, or kind of the merge. We made it.
0: Yeah, the the mirror Just waiting on the next yeah. half
1: of it. I like it. Um, what I don't like is the predictability behind this, it's so dumb. Um, I was gonna say this, we got to the point, but I guess we're we're here now. How many times have we heard Jeff Probe say prepare for the unexpected? This is a lot. The definition of expected. It's oh my God, it's so frustrating to watch.
0: Or maybe we're just really, really prepared.
1: <laughs> it's oh man, it's so it's so dumb. Like the the predictability of Survivor has never been a core value of the show or something, something fans have have loved because they kept it unpredictable. They would merge at different numbers. You know, it would be, you could, you kind of figure out about when it was going to happen, but maybe they merge at 14. Maybe it's 13. Maybe it's 12. Maybe it's 11. You you never really knew for sure. Always kept you on your toes. And now not only, only do they merge at the same point, the process is the exact same. Yes. They got rid of the horrible hourglass twist, but that should have been obvious after the first, First go round, but the the crux of it is the same. We got twelve. You split them up. Half the tribe is immune. Half is not. Go for it. It it's it's ridiculous.
0: Well, maybe the unexpected was that Heidi was on
1: our TV today. So, since you mentioned it, I right before we started, I said there was a moment where I was maybe the most confused I've ever been watching Survivor when when Jeff went to announce the teams for the immunity and he said Heidi. I literally said, the hell is Heidi? (laughs) Like I could not like the name just did not register with me one bit. And I feel bad for Heidi because that has to be a pretty normal, you know, not normal, but not an uncommon reaction. I, there's no way I'm the only person who thought, Oh, Heidi, of course, Heidi.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, And the worst part is, we talk about her every week because she's not on TV, and then it's like we're still not prepared.
1: Even even Lauren, I remembered her name when it got mentioned. But Heidi, the the state I was in, it was one of those weird. It lasts for like two seconds, but the 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 train of thought you had that feels like you're just running through thoughts for so so much longer. I, I wasn't sure. Like, I honestly thought, did Jeff say the wrong name? Did someone start going by their middle name or like a nickname? I had no idea who she was.
0: Well, I think I think that actually proves my theory. I mean, we thought Jeff wanted us to prepare for game twists. But this is just his distraction from us preparing to see someone that we hadn't seen in like four episodes.
1: And then they did the worst thing for me tonight when they had Heidi and Lauren together because I <laughs> didn't know which was which. <laughs> yes, you did. You knew. No, I mean not not right away. Um I did at first because they were they were on the same team, so it's not it's not like I knew one won and one lost. They're sitting on the bench. And once it, once it, once they it started talking and and um and Heidi has she, she spanish not spanish um like i i think probably latino i'm latino yes that's L- latina latina R- latina Sorry. that's what i was thinking of um once they started talking i was like oh okay that's very obvious but when they're just sitting on the rock I'm like oh great i have no idea i know that i know it's those two i have no idea which. <laughs> uh
0: man well i did so i feel pretty good about that
1: there you go one step ahead of me all right let's let's back up here we'll we'll get all back into that uh so the tribes get the tree mail telling them the game is about to change it's merge time although not so much as we said um good on the players though for acting enthused slash surprise slash whatever about this dumb little twist um because you, you gotta get your screen time somehow and reacting like oh of course that's what hap- happens because that's what, what Survivor is now. Isn't, isn't, isn't going to do it. Um, but before we do that, Jamie, once again, talks about how awesome she is at this game. She's the most important person on this Survivor season. And she's met more. She's met the most people than anyone. So in that mind, in, in that sense, in her mind, she automatically has the most information, which kind of tracks, but isn't something you can just say definitively. Maybe she has the potential most information but she says she has and if no one can see how important she is they're just blind yes yes I I can't decide what I, what I think about seeing Jamie do this because it's super annoying because she, from what we've seen she's super wrong but it's also very funny because she's super wrong
0: yeah I'm, I might need to start learning braille I, I feel like you know <laughs> I'm
1: I mean, according to her, you're blind, Jared. Yeah. I think everyone watching the show is blind. Yep.
0: Yeah. Do you, think, do you think there's
1: any chance that it's just a horrible job on the production team and she actually is incredibly like well ingratiated with everyone in the game?
0: Uh, There was a moment. It was like a three-second moment where I feel like she was listening to Kane talk and it looked like she was genuinely listening to him. So I'll give it a slight chance.
1: The thing that makes me not believe that, and the way Survivor edits some of their players, you never know what's gonna happen. But um so when they get to the um the Ratu camp where they're all gonna hang out and and live now. Um so Josh tells Brandon that he has an idol continuing his lie to Jam Jam and Carolyn. And then Brandon tells Jam. No. Um, then he tells Jamie the truth. Josh tells Jamie the truth. But then she tells them, some other group, I think with Kane there, that she's not sure what he has. Or I think she even says he doesn't have an idol. I don't I didn't I don't can conf- I can't confirm it, but I know it, which what does that even mean? Um I gotta use that. I can't I can't confirm it, but I know it. Yeah. Like, yeah just just trust me I, I can't confirm this part but yeah just I got it um so a bunch of the fear early on is about whether or not Josh has an idol but the fear is everyone maybe has or does not have an idol or a fake idol or both. That's the bullshit of this of this season is that you don't know that any single person could have 18 different things right now.
0: Yeah, that I'll get to it later when when it becomes more of like a topic of conversation at pre-tribal. But uh, that was just like, are we all still doing this? Like, are we? Oh, yeah, he might have an idol. Yeah, he might. You're right.
1: I mean, when Carson Carson goes through um, before they all the tribes are together, he he reveals he has an expired idol, which seems dumb. Yeah. And I, that's the one time you should use a fake idol because it was real. Now it's useless to everybody. Yep. Yep. And, but then, then Lauren reveals her extra vote. And then Carson goes through what other people have, what other people might have. And every time they do these montages, it happens every season about this person has this, that person has that, this person has this and this. It just reiterates how freaking stupid it is there's all of these idols and advantages just hanging out there all at once it's like Agreed. when when they have to do a summary of what people have that's too many things
0: yep yeah but if they make it like a like a wacky summary like oh this person has this thing and this person has this thing and wow who's gonna who's gonna pull out an advantage next that makes it better
1: everyone is gonna pull out an advantage next <laughs> Uh, Matt and Franny, they are getting hot and heavy as far as survivors concerned. They're they're sleeping together. As, Bo- holding. as Boston Ooh. Rob says, watch who's sleeping together. That's who's working together. And yeah, they're holding hands. And they're talking about how they need to kind of play it cool and not hang out as much. And Matt even says, if I win a reward, I probably won't choose you. And she's like, no. And that part felt more just like legit flirting. I actually think Oh, I hope he wouldn't take her. Although, depending on how obvious, obvious it is, may it may not make a difference if he takes her or not. <laughs> uh, or if
0: nobody knows,
1: then it also doesn't really make a <laughs> difference, mean, does for it? For all her talk, Jamie doesn't know. <laughs> at least as of last week, she didn't. That, that's maybe the best part, is talking about how, how amazing she is at this game and not realizing <laughs> that Matt and Franny are... <laughs> Basically they're, they're island dating. Yep. Uh, so we'll see where that goes. Um, it's, it's got potential to be a good storyline, even if it's going to potentially make for some bad gameplay, the two of them, but we'll see. We'll see. I like them both individually. Uh, I like them both together when there's just the two of them. Just, it's a fun dynamic, but we'll see what happens larger game wise. And we get to the immunity challenge. Once again, unpredictability. That's, it makes the game way more fun. It makes it such a more compelling television product when you don't have the ability to just predict at exactly what time things are going to happen. But we don't need to get into that any more than we already have. Uh, so big big pu- uh, challenge. Some big, Think of a big boulder. Push through obstacles. Collect a key. Puzzle. Kind of standard issue. Uh, teams are on the orange. Heidi, Danny, Lauren, Jam Jam, Josh, and Kane. Purple is Matt, Franny, Carson, Carolyn, Jamie, Brandon. And at the end, this is my other huge complaint, and I've seen it kind of floating around, so I'm for sure not the only one, is Carson just flies through the puzzle at the end. Very impressive. Until he has the confessional saying that he's 3D printed the exact puzzle and has put it together, I think he said thousands of times, but just a lot is the key takeaway there so stupid yeah i mean good on carson if you have if you have the access the the resources the time to do that one thousand percent well that.
0: and if you know they're going to do it
1: yes then yeah but from the production standpoint part of the fun of the challenges and puzzles from the from day one in borneo is that these were things you never did in your everyday life you might do parts of them. You jump, you run, you push things. But in the combination they did it, the the puzzles they that they did, aside from just the general idea of a slide puzzle or things like that, these are not things you're doing every day. You can practice for them. You can prepare, but you should not be able to, to the literal puzzle piece, practice exactly what you'll be doing on the island. The yeah. puzzle, I saw someone on, on, on Twitter, they always say the puzzle's a great equalizer. Not when someone has done the exact puzzle and it's just it's just a memorization game at that point. He's not necessarily doing the puzzle. He just knows the pieces and where to put them.
0: Yeah, I mean, can we not like keep the tree, okay? Can we not just change like four pieces?
1: Like think of how creative <laughs> the challenge, the challenge department is on this show. Think of the the absolute silliness they can come up with when they're when they're really cooking and they just it feels lazy i i don't know the inner workers. i don't want to call anyone I'm not saying that the team is lazy or the crew is lazy but that's what it feels like that's the impression they're giving out when they're just recycling these exact same once again exact same puzzles
0: yeah well here let me let me step in and uh Do something that may shock you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna defend them a little bit here. Okay, let's hear. I love this. Um, I think part of the fun, and this is like a winners at war thing and a second chance thing, where like they bring back some of these legendary challenges or like just all time favorite challenges and it like at winners or in winners at war like seeing some of these throwback challenges was like okay well this has like a really heavy feel to it now that they're bringing this one out and that's something that i generally like where it's like oh i've seen this one before i like this one but there's a fine line of doing that and then like doing the exact same thing like every season or every other season.
1: I will, I will agree with you. I think, honestly, I think it's specifically the puzzles where it's the issue because those are always the finisher. And those ones, like I said, you can actually just memorize how those work. If you're doing um, like some motion, for example, you know, where the ball goes in, goes to the track, you, you can't just because you know, the, the timing or how to do that, you're not going to get the same result every single time. One lapse in judgment, one gust of wind or whatever, you're done. So many of those challenges that have the actual physical component or mental component, you know, hanging on to a, a pole. Yes, someone like Ozzy or Poverty is going to most likely last for a long time every single time. But if they're if they sprain their ankle or they cut their foot or it's a really rainy day that during the challenge, like there are things that can affect those challenges way more than the puzzles because you can practice those all you want, but there are a lot more outside factors that can affect what you're going to do, uh, including the competition and, and who's out there. But the puzzles, when they decide the challenge, for all intents and purposes at the very end. Um and you can do exactly what the puzzle's asking of you, that's where it becomes a huge problem. I I, I do like, like you said, when they re- when they recycle some of these challenges and they talk about, oh, so and so holds the record for this, you know, staying up there for, for three hours. What's what's gonna happen this time? Like there's a sense of history to that. There's nothing like that with a puzzle where yeah. someone when Carson can just kind of like sleepwalk through it. And because he's not even like doing the puzzle, in a sense, he's just repeating steps that I've been trying to think of a good example of of what this is. It's it's like this is a really bad one, but it's what I thought of. It's like brushing your teeth. You don't think about brushing your teeth about like now I'm going to, you know, go to this part of my mouth. You just do it because you've been doing yeah. it for however many years you've been alive. That's how many years you've been doing it twice a day, hopefully, every single day for years. Yep. It's just muscle memory. It's just natural. That's, if you practice the puzzle enough, I mean, if you watch Carson do that, that's what it looked like. It looked like he, and I'm not saying it's easy to do this. Like, I don't know that I could memorize it like he did, even if I had the exact puzzle to work with, but enough smart people play on Survivor where if you give them the op- the opportunity to do so, they're going to do what Carson did.
0: Yeah, I'm just, I'm kind of hoping now that you mentioned it that like, I don't know if I'm hoping for it, if I'm not hoping for it, but if we get to the end and they do some motion, like if he has tried to recreate that, like, cause you know, Matthew did the, the team challenge. Thing where you like have to the, lift the, the ball up through the yeah um ugh, i don't know like it's i don't know how you could recreate that one on your own but
1: the the one matthew did
0: no or, or some some yeah
1: yeah because i mean that one you can they can also change up they can change the the exact i mean they can with the puzzle too though change the design yeah. change the weight of the balls so they Fall, you know, heavier or they fall faster or slower, or the incline of the contraption, so it comes at different speeds, different. That's true. Yeah, yeah. But again, same thing. If they can do that, they can change the puzzle. What if they're playing the long game and they're just saying, you know what? Screw these seasons. When when forty five comes along, we're gonna have a puzzle that looks pretty similar, but we just (laughs) different enough, and we're gonna get one person to really embarrass themselves at this one.
0: Uh, is that what they're doing with this fake merge thing, too? Next season, we're actually going to merge right away. That'll teach them.
1: I thought about that today, and it's like, maybe. But if that's the intention behind it, it's it's so dumb. <laughs> yeah. The the I mean, that part has to change. Or at least mix it up. Do it at 14 and then have them live on the same beach for like two votes before they actually merge. Do it at eleven. Have the odd person out do get the pick your team to to back. There there are little things. If they want to always do this split before the merge, there are other ways they can do it to make it more engaging and not exactly the same every single time. Because it's it's just it's it's boring when when they show the preview for the episode for this episode. And you and you or when you know, oh, there's 12 people left, we know what's happening next episode. It's so stupid. Yeah. There's no one, there's no anticipation, there's no tension. It's it's just such a much weaker television product. And they're trying to make a good show. That's the whole point of it. So sell ads and keep the show going. It's just not as compelling, not even close.
0: Yeah, it's like let's get through this and see who makes the merge. Yes.
1: Okay, so on to the pre-tribal. Jam um, Jam is worried that he's the default target, and it, it kind of makes sense. He doesn't really seem to have any close relationships. Um, so he he proposes Josh as a vote to Danny and Kane, and then Danny says, oh, "Let's wait for the other guys to come back." Which fair from Danny's part. Jam Jam, he I mean he recognizes after the fact, which is you know too little too late that. Maybe I shouldn't have been the first to suggest a name, but he's so laser focused on Jam on Josh and vice versa, Josh on Jam Jam. Um. And then uh, Josh is talking to Heidi and Lauren, saying that he wants Jam Jam. They, you know, they view him as an easy vote. Lauren says he's not a number for anyone. But what I see when someone says that, that means he could be a number for anyone. You're not stealing him from an alliance. You not he's not going to back up anyone. He he needs somewhere to go. Pull him in. People like that are looking for a group to be with. Pull him in as an additional number. Go after somebody else.
0: Yeah. Yep. That's a pretty standard Survivor tactic. You would think. Forty-four seasons. Uh, go after the person who is not with anyone to get one more vote for your side.
1: There's a reason, and I, I love how often I find the opportunity to mention to reference this. There's a reason the Sarah Lucina vote in Kagayan was such a big moment in the show is because instead of pulling that person to your side, they said, yeah, screw it. both Neither side wants this person. That's a a target her. But just pull the person in. They're looking for an outlet. They can be the bottom of your alliance, but strengthen your alliance. Yep. At the feast, um, there seems to be a consensus that Josh is the vote. How is Josh the consensus vote. I do you have any insight to this? Because people are talking about, oh, he's such a threat. He keeps surviving these votes. Aside from the fact that he may have an idol, what what about him that that we've seen would point to him being this potential enormous threat to the game? Aside from people saying he's an enormous threat.
0: Uh. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's. I they did this with Allison on David versus Goliath. We got to get her out. She's she's such a threat. I was like, what? Okay. Yeah, I mean, if they think that, then I guess she is. But yeah, this is uh, who said someone said that he's like a. Uh, he's like a very adept social player or like personality. And
1: what proof of that is there?
0: Uh, not much, especially because <laughs> the only two tribes he's been on, he has been the main target of all the votes. Please. So yeah, yeah, we'll figure it out one of these weeks. So, well, actually he's gone, but
1: actually, we won't we to <laughs> wait for the, the post game breakdown. Of he was just too project. much of a threat though. I mean, at least with Allison. So I've heard some on some like interviews of people talking about that season who are on it that there's a lot that didn't get shown that to, in their mind did point to her being a threat. And that when you look back in the season, knowing that viewpoint, you can kind of see little hints of it, I I, I think. But with Josh, I've been racking my brain. I don't see any hints of him being this huge threat. He told a lie about being a personal trainer. He immediately found out literally with math lies about having a fake idol literally falls apart when jam 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 just laughs in his face, which is (laughs) one of the most hilarious disrespectful actions I've ever seen in that show. (laughs) I love it. Angel Reese versus Caitlin Clark. It's, it's fantastic. Um, I,
0: well, coincidentally, Allison and Josh, both doctors, Interesting, maybe Interesting. that's the threat. That's the threat, not the... in the game, but hey,
1: <laughs> fake, fake threat. Um, oh man, um, and then Carolyn, I kind of felt for her here because she, she, tells, oh yeah, she tells the actual truth about Josh does not have a fake idol. He told me and Jam Jam he does, he showed it to us, and it actually fell apart. And jam jam said those are the beats from tree mail. And on the other side of things, I can see where you wouldn't want to just automatically believe someone you don't know. But that story is so specific. Idol. And you have jam jam who you can go to and say, Hey, explain what happened with, with Josh's idol and see what and see what he says. You can in survivor terms, you can verify it to a degree. Yeah. And they're Very dismissive of it, which I I would probably be skeptical just because if if I've never met Carolyn, you don't know how much you can take her at her word. But again, that story was so specific. It'd be a very weird lie. Yeah. And if she can come up with that on the spot, like good for her. Like so
0: confidently too.
1: Yes. Yes. So I get where her, where her fr- frustration comes from. But in the moment, she had nobody there who could say, yes, that's what happened. So I yeah. think she needs to pull back and realize a little bit why they weren't believing her. But I totally get why be, it it would be so frustrating to be like, I told literally 100% the truth there. And there's like, yeah, maybe we'll see.
0: Yeah, I know. I was like thinking to myself, I, I knew this was going to happen after everything I said in like the first and second episode, but could be a dumb question. Is <laughs> Carolyn like a top three smartest player on the season?
1: I think so. <laughs> However, <laughs> I'll add in the caveat that from what the show has given us so far, I don't know how high a praise that is yeah and that since the season is full of dummies, there are some, but we have we just re- don't know we we don't know that's the thing we don't know, and we've spent so much time with her compared to josh and jam by the way i am i mentioned this last week, and i'm i'm fully i'm all aboard jam jam fully now as a character. this guy is awesome
0: i'm I'm with you.
1: As a player, I was
0: convinced I was convinced as a game character today that we need him
1: as a player, though, I'm not as convinced. So when you're putting Carolyn, who maybe doesn't present outwardly as a very astute player, has proven that she at least has above average you know, knowledge and strategic acumen in the game against people like Jam Jam and Josh, she's going to appear a lot better and smarter. And I think the potential is there that she maybe actually is a a very solid player. But again, we don't know. We haven't seen enough from her or really from anybody. Um, although Claire's probably a top. Honestly, honestly Claire and and Matthew minus the 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 rock wall climb. And Sarah. And Sarah. Oh, yeah, all the people who are out of the game. Although that would point to the other players being smart if they're voting <laughs> out the smart players, the Matthew got back yeah, I mean
0: Matthew yeah the, well, but if they're voting if...
1: out Claire and Sarah maybe they are smart they're one of the smart people uh yeah or is that yeah. giving them too much credit that's too much credit I I hope at least by final trial we know who the smart players are
0: I I think they they just stumbled into the Claire vote because she was like not participating in challenges
1: and at that point which why, why not talk about Claire because she was she was she was amazing in in the short time she was there. At that point in the vote, which which she said in an exit interview, which which I don't think we discussed on the episode, is that so she kind of fell into not competing. Can't remember the exact way it went. Since she kind of became the default, and then at that last challenge, she didn't compete. She didn't really see a benefit to her, to to competing, because if if she competes and they win, whatever. If she competes and they lose, okay, well, what was different this time? Oh, Claire was competing. If she doesn't compete and they lose, it's what they've been doing the entire time anyway. So in, in her mind, there was no real advantage to her competing. Yep. Which again, smart player. Uh back to <clears throat> excuse me, back to the vote. Franny tells Josh that Kane is the vote. And this comforts Josh, who just believes her right away with basically Nothing else. Adept um, social players do that. <laughs> this goes, this one person told me that I am not the target. I am going to believe her. So much so that I'm going to go to my sworn enemy, Jam Jam, and say, hey, let's work together, at least for this. <laughs> <time."> <laughs> Adept. And, and Jam Jam is like, yes, of course, Josh, we will We will. do it. And that exchange was was gold. That exchange between Josh and Jam Jam is a top moment of the season so far. Um and then Jam Jam just like, no, I'm not gonna partner with Josh. I'm still gonna vote for Josh.
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: Josh the threat, apparently.
0: Uh yeah. I love the uh I it's always gonna make me laugh when we get like a very clear like yes or no answer, and then you go off camera, it's like absolutely not. That's yes. yeah.
1: When when I like it, because there's there's so much so much good that can come from that because either both players do it and then they both say, yeah, that's not what we're doing. So it's like it's funny because they're playing nice to each other and then they're clearly not on the same page or this one where Josh is like, yeah, I think we're going to I think we're good, at least for this vote. And James is like, no, screw that guy. Um, I need to check. I forgot to check. Who did Josh vote for?
0: I think it was Kane.
1: No, he voted. He voted Jam Jam. Oh, he did? Okay. So, yeah. So, I'm guessing... I thought
0: the guy going home would be the one that was totally left out and didn't know who to vote for.
1: No. Carolyn voted Kane, actually.
0: Okay. Well, my top three theory.
1: Yeah. Let's yeah. Um, so talk through it here. Because Carson then goes to Kane and says that he got brought up as a potential vote. And Kane goes into damage control. Um, basically just trying to immediately swing the vote back to Jam Jam. And I think from Kane's point of view, that was probably a decent, decent plan because go after what could be an an easy vote. You don't want to try to swing for the fences at this point. Go for what people can agree to. Um, And again, because the fear of Josh, even though people want Josh is the is the idol. Um, But you know what we didn't see happen? How Josh went came came back to be the consensus vote everyone is terrified of his of his idol they don't want to necessarily risk him using idol and idling somebody out of the game and yet they all go back to voting for josh it felt like an an intentional misdirect just to throw us off for the that's
0: i don't think that was my experience watching it did you think they were going to stick with josh I thought that Josh was always the main vote and they just needed to figure out who to tell everyone not voting for Josh who to vote for. Like, uh, so yeah, I didn't, like, I guess I didn't really think that, well, I thought jam jam could go home because I didn't want it to happen. And usually (laughs) that's what happens. But like as far as what they had shown us, I I thought it was a very realistic possibility that Josh was going home just because like there was a lot of people for a long time that wanted him to go.
1: No, that's fair. Maybe I either missed something or just got swept up in it. But I I, I thought the vote had swung to jam jam. And maybe it was because I was like you, where I didn't want it to happen. I felt like, oh, that means it's going to happen. I find one one golden golden goose on this on this season. And it's just ripped away from me, not even for him on the jury. Um, but yeah, I did feel to me like they really want us to believe it was Jam Jam, just so you could be surprised that it was Josh. But no, maybe maybe I read too much. Maybe I gave people too much credit, or not enough credit. I think which. One, <laughs> Think about which way that went. Um, but in any event, Josh goes home. And as much as I will miss his horrible lies and questionable social strategic moves, I am thrilled that Jam Jam is, is with us.
0: Yep. let's Let's just soak that up as much as we can. Because I don't know how much longer he's going to be there.
1: I mean, but... This could be the time now that he survived a vote since it was such a consensus, you know, it was seven, three, one, I I'm assuming. And and what, what a good moment for, for uh, Matt as well. Cause he's, he lost, he, he had one more council with no vote and perhaps only read 11. The easy answer is just, Oh, that last vote was for Josh and it didn't need to be read that he said only Franny knew he didn't have a vote. So I don't think anyone's even going to think twice about there only being eleven votes read. Yep. So yep. good on good on him. Yeah. They um, even
0: I like that they mentioned that too in the episode. Like Matt would prefer that there is a large uh, percentage of the votes going on the same person for that exact reason.
1: Yeah. There's not like a five five one, and, the, and there's clearly a vote missing. Yep. Yeah, so so good for him. He's in a good spot there with that. Um, I think Jam Jam could, I mean, he, I think he could easily find himself on the outs right away again. Um, but if, if Kane was that close to being either the primary choice or the split vote choice, he's got somebody can kind of push off, push the target onto potentially. Um, but also, you know, seven votes went to Josh. Those seven people need somewhere to vote next time. You know, there could be some dissent. You know, I don't think Jam Jam is dead in the water. I don't think think that by any means. Um, I mean, Carolyn, I really hope we find out why she voted Kane. Because unless I missed something, I can't think of... A, I mean, there was there was a stretch where Kane was one of the votes. But in this sense, in, in a, was that like a last voting case both? josh and jam jam played an idol or shot in the dark or something
0: i i can't think that that factored into it i mean at one it, point in the episode she's like i'm i'm totally lost like i have no idea
1: what's <laughs> happening
0: and that was true
1: so yeah. i don't know we'll see we i i how often do i say i hope we see them address this and then they don't address this and they just Once a these, these inches. <laughs> Leave these interesting moments just to wither away into the into the air, never be heard from again. Um, but did you watch the next time on? I did. I did. Not good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, I let's hope that was an edit that uh is meant. To make us panic because there it looked like that was maybe not the full story. But
1: based on what we saw about the there's a twist, there's Dungeon and Dragon's magic being referenced as a as a as a comparison. Um, Yeah, that could be a really rough episode next week.
0: You don't get to control who goes home.
1: Yeah, that. I'm. Trying to think of what that could be. Maybe like one person doesn't get a vote. So like that one person doesn't control who goes home. Yeah. But that's a weird way to say it. Because one person can't control anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That that part really worries me. Like, what's it gonna be? They just go to rocks. You win immunity, you're safe. Uh, Everyone else just goes to rocks. Sure, why not? Why not? I don't know what's going to happen, but I I don't like what it's setting up. And Well, giving... hey, we're
0: actually going to get a surprise for once, maybe.
1: You or ask for it. Maybe it'll be great. Maybe it'll be the best twist the show's ever done, Jared. Yep. It's not it's it's a non zero percent chance that is that it is the best twist ever. It's not much higher than zero, but it's not zero.
0: As yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm expecting, actually, uh, as the optimist on the the show. So, yeah, I'm I'm I think I'm going to love it.
1: That that would be the biggest twist ever.
0: Yeah, they like do something outrageous and I just love it and you hate it.
1: Hey, I mean, they've got to hit something eventually, right? (laughs) Their ideas can't all suck.
0: Yeah, yeah. Or like there's a twist out there for everyone. Like some people are going to like this one. Some people are going to like this one. Then they just like, yeah, throw one out there that just gets me for some reason.
1: (laughs) It somehow involves sabermetrics.
0: Yeah, yeah. Survivor analytics.
1: Oh man. We 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 shall see. Um I don't really want to see, but that's the job and the passion and the hobby. All those things. Um, and unfortunately, no idols were played this week. So that means all of the existing idols are still out there. Nobody tried to play a fake idol, so those are still out there. Yeah. Lawrence does an extra vote. That's still out there. I'm assuming the journey is that, going to come back at some extra point. the only left, though. Who knows? I think so. Okay, that's who one has, thing. That's one who thing. Who all I, the idols? I have no idea. That's okay. this is one part that I'm just giving up trying to keep track because it's impossible.
0: Yeah, that's true. We could we could try and figure all that out. It's probably fairly easily findable, but like, that's. That we shouldn't have to do homework when we watch this show.
1: So what makes me feel better about that is that um, listening to the RHAP podcast with Rob Cessarino, even he says he's not he has trouble following along with some of these parts of the show. That gives every other fan everywhere full allowance to not know what's happening all the time.
0: Or maybe we should just study harder and be
1: better. Like you said, you should not need to study (laughs) the show to know. Everything that's going on in like that sense of the game, who the advantages and idols and whatever, I do think it was, it was fun. because I'm gonna keep the streak up of comparing U.S. to Australian Survivor.
0: Uh, gosh, I, I I gotta do it. I had the plus, I had plus 280 on you not doing that this week. Oh but.
1: really? Take my payout then. Um, when when they're talking about how much different the tribe dynamics are with 12 people, how hard it is to keep track of 12 people when Aussie survivor starts with two tribes of 12 that they're just, they just go big from the beginning. Another, another point in Aussie favor, man, I can't wait to get you watching that show.
0: Yep. Next Uh, week. I will probably probably need it after this
1: next week. I will try to not reference Australian survivor. I will. I wasn't going to, until they specifically said how much harder it is with more people, which makes sense. But then that show starts with so much more people. But I will not reference it if I unless there's some like direct correlation. I'll do my best to not reference it. Keep it to well, this is only. my
0: chance to get really good odds on you referencing it. So I feel like I have to, I have to take
1: that. Where are you placing these bets? Is Bovada posting these?
0: Yeah. Yep. Bovada they you know if it's live during the show you know you can't get good odds really on anything but if you if you place it in advance you might be able to so that's what I'm going to do this week oh,
1: there was a moment and this has nothing to do with Survivor but a lot to do with Bovada Um, and maybe you can explain this to me Um, so Bovada has they do odds on like award shows so the BAF does basically like the British Oscars is the simplest way to put it um, the show was being announced like the winners and Bovada still had categories up for categories that, that had already been announced. So I placed whatever money I had in my account. I placed all of the money I had on a winner who I knew had already won. It gave me the money. And then just said that bets void. Yikes, which I get. It makes sense, but. It also yeah. kind of pissed me off that you left the bet up there. I should be able to profit off that.
0: Yeah. Um, well, this is <laughs> this is my area of expertise, and it's not because I bet a lot, but I won't give the reason why. I know this. Let's just say I'm an industry insider. <laughs> um, so, uh, if it's the fault of the like, data provider, um, usually the book will still have to pay out the clients and just be pissed at the provider of the data for like costing them a ton of money, or they can do what they did with you in this case and just is like, no, we can't take this loss, like, we're just going to have to screw over our customers and then go bitch out whoever was, you know keeping track of this live and left it up there
1: yeah i'm guessing bovada is not u.s based
0: no i i want to say it's canada but i'm
1: that is also probably another thing too where it's like yeah try to come get us yeah I the only the the only thing that doesn't piss me off as much is that i didn't have a lot of money in my account so it's not like i lost out in like thousands of dollars I think it was like a hundred bucks that I would have that I would have won, which hundred bucks is a hundred bucks. That's nice, though. But if I had at one point seen my account at like five grand when I had in there, because I it was a it was a guaranteed winner, (laughs) just like (laughs) nope, sorry, I would have been furious. It was more annoying than than upset, but yeah,
0: I just think about how many twelve packs Mountain Dew you can buy with a hundred bucks. A lot. Yep.
1: Yep. But. You have to earn that the hard way by going to work. What a shame! Just make easy money on bets that have already happened.
0: That's the life, but yeah, that is definitely a thing. I mean, there's there's like professionals out there that watch this stuff and and like know. Even let's say that like there's a certain team that, whenever there is like, a free throw made the person entering the data is like three seconds slower. And so they just sit on that team's games every week and just like bank the bank, the delay. Yeah. So there's people out there that like watch this, like Hawks and, and I'm sure that, yeah, a company like Bovada probably is a a fairly defined policy for what to do in those cases.
1: Yeah. And, there probably is one I just didn't yeah. care to find it out, but it was just deflated in the moment. But that has been uh, the talk to Mama Gambling Corner. Come back next week for <laughs> that to be the whole episode, because next week is I honestly don't think next week's going to be a good episode. I have zero zero hopes for it. Yeah, but maybe we should prepare something. It can, only, something ahead it can of time. only improve on what I'm expecting. So it's that's either going to be either going to be horrible or a pleasant surprise. Yep, that'll and be uh, the I think Minnesota.
0: Minnesota way hail.
1: I think it's high minus one fifty horrible as well. So
0: minus one fifty horrible. You say? Yeah. Yep. Oh, no, this is this is a high aspirations, low expectations. Minnesota.
1: Yeah, it's April fifth, and we got freaking snow today. Yep.
0: Opening day pushback back a day.
1: <laughs> what a great notification! The game has been moved. Hopes of better weather
0: move to like a different state baby for hopes of better weather
1: 24 hours in the most like volatile weather stretch of the year uh,
0: man that would have been fun in the early survivor days survivor
1: bemidji <laughs> just, just bitter cold <laughs> yeah. have, you, uh, have you heard of the, the netflix show outlast no no so it's Got some similarities to Survivor. I've watched the first couple episodes. I need to get through because I've heard just outrageous stuff happens. But it just drops people into like the Alaskan wilderness, and they just say, "Here you go, survive." And they they force them to form teams, and they have different not about challenges, but like tasks they have to do to get like food or equipment. They're basically left up to their own devices. And from what I've heard, that you know the the ones who end up being like the villains of the show are just like all time reality TV villains. Like they make some of the stuff done in survivor just look like, you know, flicking someone in the back of the ear pretty much. It seems like,
0: well, yeah. When it's your life on the line compared to when it's a
1: paycheck. Like I, I get the sense that it's like stealing supplies, like destroying like your shelter and, and, Things that like you cannot live without that they're just being like, taken from them, so it's not a very compelling show right away for the first through the first two episodes. But knowing what is coming and the idea of it, I'm gonna push through and see what happens. Okay.
0: All right. Well, well, that has taken the lead over Australian Survivor for reference next week.
1: Although to be fair, I watched two episodes back to back, um, a month ago. And haven't watched one since. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe so next we'll week. see, we'll see, we'll see. All right, but um, if we haven't talked about the show in about five minutes. That, I think that's a good time to to call it here. Probably. Um, we will see what happens next week. Again, not high hopes, but hope for the hope for the best, prepare for the worst. So, we will. That we shall do. Um. So you can be, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Lama Talk Pod, Instagram at Talk Llama Pod. And come back next week uh, to subscribe Apple, Spotify, anywhere else you listen to hear us complain about this potential dumpster fire of a season. A couple good episodes back to back, but that seems short-lived. And for Jared Sundin, this is Matt Hambage, and we'll see you next time. For another Superlake Crispy.